Welcome to Something About Grace. My name is Leland Smith. This message is called Satan's Dirty Work. A strategy that Satan uses against us that's very effective is to cause us to focus on ourselves. In this message, I want to focus on how Satan uses that same strategy when we've been offended by someone. This is a monumental problem for Christians. We need to be bold and stand against the one who wants to separate us from each other and destroy us. So let's pray before we get started. Father in heaven, give us the wisdom and understanding to know the strategies that Satan uses against us. Open our eyes to see and our hearts to receive this message so that we can conquer this unrelenting battle within us. In Jesus' name, amen. One of Satan's strategies is to set us up to be upset. Did you catch that? Let me repeat it. One of Satan's strategies is to set us up to be upset. Now, how does he do this? One way is by baiting us to be offended by someone. A simple definition of being offended is basically just being insulted. To begin with, though, no one can offend or insult you if you don't take the bait. You don't have to be offended if you understand what's going on spiritually. Ephesians 6 verse 12 says, For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, meaning human beings, but against evil rulers and the authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world. But if you're not aware of this, it has the potential to ruin relationships for the rest of your life. It leads to anger, resentment, and ultimately unforgiveness. Unforgiveness runs rampant in our society and keeps us from a heart that is open to hear from God. So how important is forgiveness? What does the scripture say? In Matthew 18, verse 20, Peter approaches Jesus and asks, How often shall I forgive my brother? Seven times? Jesus said, not up to seven times, but up to seventy times seven. In Luke 17, Jesus starts out by saying that it is impossible that no offenses should come. In other words, stumbling blocks in our lives. And he guarantees us that we will have the opportunity to be offended. And guess what? No one is exempt. Then in verse 3, he says to take heed to yourselves. If your brother sins against you, rebuke him. And to rebuke is uh, just basically to express like a warning or a disapproval in a gentle and earnest way. And if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times in a day, and seven times in a day returns to you saying, I repent, you shall forgive him. And the apostles' response here is, is interesting. I don't know if you've ever noticed it, but their response was, Lord, increase our faith. You know, all the things that they had seen and done with the Lord, they realized that this was one area of their lives where they really needed help. And I think it's the same for us also, because forgiveness can really be difficult. But the point here is this. The human capacity to forget God's gracious gift of forgiveness towards us and then allow ourselves to be unforgiving towards others is really very sobering. Because it's a spiritual battle, Guess who Satan's number one target is? You guessed it. It's Christians. And we see it happening in our own churches and in Christian families. Evidence of how hurtful it can be is shared by David in Psalm 55, verse 12 through 14. He said, 
If it was an enemy insulting or offending me, I could bear it. If it were my enemies attacking me, I could hide. But it is you, the one close to me, my companion, my good friend who does this. We used to share our secrets with one another as we walked through the crowds together in God's temple. Wow, that sounds like a pretty deep hurt, doesn't it? Now, if you understand it's a spiritual war, you can defeat the temptation to allow offense. But the difficult part is to recognize when it's happening. Now, here's where Satan does his dirty work. Satan uses deception. And what's challenging about deception is that it's deceiving. Did you catch that? Let me say that again. What's challenging about deception is that it's deceiving. So you don't even know that it's happening. Satan gets us to focus on ourselves and how we've been hurt so we feel sorry for ourselves. And it's really hard to resist because we can easily justify how we feel. And it may or may not even be legitimate. What I mean by that is there are two types of offense. The first one is those who have truly been offended, and the second one is those who think they've been offended. The second one, many times, is not intended, but we interpret it as though it was. So we take it that way. Now notice I said that we take it that way. We decide to allow it instead of questioning the intent. What it boils down to is our pride has been hurt and Satan knows we will do anything to protect it. So he sets us up and he baits us. And if we take the bait, this blinds us and traps us in the darkness of his world. In Ezekiel chapter 28, verse 17, it tells us why Satan fell. It says, your heart was filled with pride. There it is. Because of all your beauty, your wisdom was corrupted by your love of your splendor. In other words, his brightness and beauty. Our pride opens us up to his influences and the lies that flow out of him. His pride was his downfall, yet he's so full of himself and so full of hate that he refuses to let it go. He's very jealous of man and wants to take down anyone with him that he can because he knows what his future is. You know, one of the many dangers of pride is that it doesn't allow us to reach our full potential, and it's because we don't ask God for his help. Wow, what a dangerous place to be. Now, if you're saved, don't worry, because pride won't cause you to lose your salvation. It is forgivable, but it will hinder you in your ability to hear God's voice, and it causes all kinds of pitfalls. We need to allow God to reveal the condition of our heart. Hebrews 3 verse 13 says that hearts are hardened through the deceitfulness, or in other words, deception of sin. So if we don't deal with an offense, it will produce more fruit of sin like bitterness, anger, and resentment. God wants a heart in us that's like pure gold. It's soft, tender, and pliable. Now Jesus said another thing that's required is our ability to see correctly, to be free from deception. Jesus tells us in Revelation 3, verse 18, he says, Anoint your eyes with eye salve that you may see. And what is it that we're supposed to see? We're supposed to see the true condition of our heart. We're so eager to remove the speck in our brother's eyes while there is a log in our own. It's realizing this truth that brings us freedom. What's really cool about God is when the Holy Spirit shows us our sin, he does it in a way that it seems separate from us, and this brings conviction to change and not condemnation. Isn't that cool?
All right. Psalm 37 verse 4 says, take pleasure in the Lord, which means to be content or delight in him, and he will give you the desires of your heart. In other words, he has put right desires in us. But Satan wants us to focus on our own sinful desires. And in this case, it's our personal pride. You know, this is a fierce and unrelenting war within us in which we cannot be victorious on our own. So how do we get victory? James 4 verse 10 says, Humble yourselves before God and he will exalt you. So, don't let self-pride get in the way of your personal relationship with the God of the universe. God is a loving God and he wants us to grow in our relationship with him and not let anything come between him and us. So, be aware of what God's desires are for you and don't let the devil push you around. Amen. Now, before I close, I would like to make a request. Please share this message and help me to promote my podcast with others. And I also welcome any suggestions about using other forms of media to expand the Something About Grace listenership. And also, please pray with me to reach others. Thank you. You've been listening to Something About Grace, and my name is Leland Smith.